It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase, part two of our crossover with John Chick from Locked On Rangers. Here's more of that conversation. You know, kind of just a quick part B to that question. You know, given that the Sabres are probably going to trade him, although I I guess now it's not such a slam dunk anymore. It's possible he could still be a member of the Buffalo Sabres when the season starts. But wouldn't you think that they would be more willing to just kind of let him do whichever surgery he wants to do, given the fact that, um, you know, he might not even be on the team? I mean, it it seems like it's not, not to be cold about it, but it's, kind of not their problem anymore you know what I mean like he can do whatever he wants and we'll trade him and that'll be that that's the confusing part to me that's really what I can't get a grasp on like why they won't just let him have the surgery if it's been made clear to you that he's not going to have the fusion and if you're going to end up ultimately trading him anyway and even if he's not traded by the start of the season ultimately Jack Eichel is getting traded it's just a matter really of when so yeah I don't know I think it's weird to me that they don't just let him have it but this is like very almost like conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Even though they say they're completely okay with him being around at the beginning of the season. I wonder if they just don't want him around. And if they think that this, if he's healthy enough to where he's skating and he's not in constant pain day to day. And I don't know that by the way, that could be the case. Maybe that's part of the reason Eichel's mad and frustrated is, I don't know. Maybe he is still dealing with symptoms. Maybe he is still dealing with pain on a day-to-day basis in his neck. But if that's not the case and the Sabres aren't, you know, risking that, then maybe they're okay with him being on long-term injured reserve at the start of the season. And maybe they're okay with having the surgery issue being unresolved because it means that he's not going to be around and he's not going to be a distraction in the locker room or on the ice. And by the way, to speak to that, it depends on who you talk to. Some people would believe that he would be a distraction. And I think in net, like, you know what, naturally that would be the case, but he doesn't also, Jack doesn't strike me as the type of guy that's just going to go in there and quit. You know, like we saw that with this past season with, uh, with Pierre-Luc Dubois in Columbus, right? Like he yeah, oh, out. yeah, yeah. You, you watch those shifts. I mean, he was yeah. putting in zero effort whatsoever, yeah. <laughs> right. Eichel doesn't strike me as the type of person that would do that. Um, that guy is, like, you, read about his pregame routine and tell me that that's the type of guy that would quit like that. I mean, he is, like, he, he is trying to model, like, the way he treats the game like Michael Jordan. Like, he gets insane like it, like that. So, I don't, it would be a distraction. Would he quit? No. Would he be a bad influence on the young guys? I, I think everyone assumes that he that, that would be a bad influence. I don't know. I see Eichel as a guy that he's sitting on the bench and he's got the iPad out showing Victor Olofsson where to be on the power play and like t- taking rookies like that through that. He's the guy on the bench. He's the first one to jump up and hug Dylan Cousins after his first NHL goal. Like, yeah. no, he's not Jonathan Taze as a leader, but... Is he a bad influence like that? Is he poisonous in the locker room? I think that gets overstated sometimes. So I don't think, honestly, it would be the worst thing in the world to have him on the team. I mean, yeah. now this is tough, though, because, John, think about it. 
whenever a star player wants out in sports, not even just in the NHL, they get out. Like they yeah. get out. Like they're not coming back to that team. But I think an uh, unprecedented circumstance might might need unprecedented actions. And I'd almost think the best thing for everybody, for Eichel, for the Sabres, would be, well, you got to have to get the surgery result first, but for him to get back on the ice, show all of these teams again right. that he is Jack Eichel, and then the Sabres, because if he wants out, that's only going to help the Sabres facilitate a trade, you know? Yeah, no, I you took the words right out of my mouth, man. I was actually going to ask you about that. You know, at this point in the game, at this stage in the NHL calendar, is the right. best uh, road to go down for the Sabres to just keep him around and have him there at the start of the season and have him go out there and, and hopefully let up the NHL the way he usually does. And like you just said, Joe, now you've kind of reestablished his value. You've shown that, okay, uh, he had the neck injury, but he's okay. He's still Jack Eichel. He can still go out there and produce. And now his trade value kind of rises again. And all these teams around the league kind of right. come crawling back to the Sabres, so to speak. And it's like, hey, you know, maybe we'll give you a little bit more for Jack Eichel. And and the Sabres can create the bidding war that I'm sure they desire to create. Because the more potential dance partners they have when it comes to a trade for Jack Eichel, the better of a situation they're in. Because obviously they can kind of right. play these teams off of each and, other. You know, And I think... I think that's bad for the Rangers because I think actually yeah. I I should have gone I should have gone back to it I forgot I had I said earlier I think there's two paths to the Rangers getting Eichel one was Lafreniere and I don't think that's happening the two the second one that is much more likely is there is no market there is no bidding war because if if the Sabers get to a point where like they they are holding firm right now on what their ask is and they are holding firm that yes we are okay with him being on the team at the start of the year but. I don't know if the Pagulas call down to Kevin Adams someday and they're done. Like they're just, they're frustrated with it. They want it to be over. And Kevin Adams has to go out and look at what the best thing is for him on the market. That might be the Rangers because the teams that I think can outbid the Rangers, Vegas doesn't have any cap space. Like they already made their moves. Like they, they got rid of flurry to create cap space, but then they traded for Evgeny Dadnoff from Ottawa and they made another couple of signings to where they're out of cap space right now. Um, Minnesota, reportedly, according to Michael Russo of The Athletic, is out on Jack Eichel. Now, that could just be them talking. But if they're out, I mean, that's one of your best dance partners that you could have had. I think, really, the only other team that would still be in play is the Anaheim Ducks. Like, if I'm the Rangers, I think that is my – and I'm dead set, like, convinced that I need to get Jack Eichel. I think the Ducks are the team that – that would be the most worrisome because the Ducks best offer, I think outbids anybody. I don't think they'll, they'll get the best offer out of them, but if they are as motivated as the Rangers or any of these other teams to get Jack Eichel, I mean, if the Rangers come at the Sabres with that offer that you built earlier, Kako, two prospects and a first round pick and Bob Murray and the Anaheim Ducks say, we want to top that. They can top that. So yeah, that's to me, they're the team to watch still. They've always kind of been in it, but they'd be the number one team to watch. But again, I think because Vegas and Minnesota seemingly are not in the Eichel trade market right now, that the best hope the Rangers have is the Sabres panic, think they have to make a move before the season, and they just take whatever the best offer is out there. And then I think the Rangers are in play. Yeah, that's a best-case scenario for the, the Rangers. And I, I think you make a good point about the Ducks situation as well. You know, they, they do have a lot to offer. And it kind of reminds me, it's a little bit different because when the Rangers got Panarin, it was as a free agent, so they didn't have to give anything up. But, I mean, the Ducks are really a, a downtrodden franchise right now. 
and you know they have to rebuild and all this other stuff but you kind of need a centerpiece for that rebuild kind of the way Panarin was the centerpiece of the Ranger rebuild I think Eichel could maybe be that guy uh for the Ducks I mean the only thing there is Eichel is going from no offense Joe but one bad (laughs) team to another bad team and I just to me I mean what I've read about him and again this this has been over a year and there's all these different articles and all these different opinions that are out there. But what I've generally gathered is that he wants to go to a team where he thinks he can win. And in due time, maybe he will win with the ducks, but it's going to be another couple of tough seasons there. And he might not get to see the playoffs for a while. So, I mean, any thoughts on that? Would he be uh, upset about going to a a team that's, that's down right now? It's a good point. I think, I think he on, on the list of teams we just went through the, the Rangers, the golden Knights, the wild, the ducks would rank last. I think no doubt because you're right. Like, are they Jack Eichel away from even being a playoff team? I mean, maybe because they're in the Pacific and that division is the worst in hockey, but yeah. you can't make any argument that that team is, is is a Stanley Cup contender or anything close to it. And I don't think they'd make the playoffs even in a week Pacific with Jack Eichel. Um, and this is would maybe be why the Sabres want to do this trade sooner than later. Eichel's got a no trade clause, a new no movement clause that kicks in next off season. So a year from now, if the Ducks are finally giving the Sabres what they want, well, they might not be able to do the deal because Jack doesn't want to go to Anaheim. Right. But right. I think Jack at this point would just take whatever he can get, you know? And also he doesn't have final say at this time. At this time, If they trade him to Anaheim, he's got five years on his contract with the Anaheim Ducks. Like he's going to have to buy into that because, yep, yep. I mean, otherwise he's got to throw another fit and you're already getting some <laughs> reputation deserved or not for being this, this problem this this head case and i don't think you want another situation like that to boil over so i think he would commit i think if they traded him tomorrow to the anaheim ducks he would know he doesn't have any leverage to stop it from happening and it really would be you know what i'll just take anaheim over buffalo like there's no offense taken there because everyone here knows this is the this is the worst place to be in the league you're on a 10-year playoff drought a, a, a historic playoff drought for a league that has as much parity as the NHL does, where teams like the Colorado Avalanche can go from 48 points five years ago to 98 points the next year and make the playoffs. Like where it's so easy to turn things around quickly. The Sabres have not been able to do it for a decade and they are just starting another rebuild. So no offense taken anywhere is better than here. And that might be what he would think with Anaheim. Like, yeah, it's not perfect. It's not even maybe good, but it's better. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah. And I, one more I point think with on the that. Ducks, I'll let you get to that. But just with yeah, the Ducks, ahead. I feel like they have a little bit of more direction than the Sabres do. Like with the Sabres, I yes. don't know. As an outsider looking in, it feels like they kind of just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. You know, I felt that way when they went out and got stall. And um, who was the other Taylor, guy? Oh, Taylor, Taylor Hall. Hall. Taylor Hall. Yeah. yeah they, they, oh, we're they kind of went for bet the online. Fix, the you know, fastest, be easiest way to you know, bet on I, I, I all your sports action. I thought, you know, maybe they'll be a little bit Football might be over, be but mix, the, but the it, NBA, it college hoops, and, you know, the like NHL, all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine for these Sabre games. You can bet on the exact amount of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So not the Sabres going to win by exactly two. You can find everything for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets. And it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON. Ricard Raquel is 28 years old and one year left on his deal um 
Cam Fowler has got a, like five years left. He's 29. Hampus Lindholm's got, and Josh Manson have one year left on their contracts. Shattenkirk's got two years left at 3.9 million. And John Gibson at 28 years old with a long-term deal. Like I could make the argument that if they did go for Eichel, that maybe that would be Bob Murray saying, all right, let's kind of deviate from the rebuild. And let's take one last swing at this with the core that we currently have in place before guys start getting into their early 30s when the player decline usually comes, before guys start hitting free agency. Let's go for this right now with Jack Eichel. Now, I would say it still wouldn't work. I don't think, again, I mentioned earlier, I don't think they're a playoff team even with Eichel. But that is kind of why the Ducks, to me, on another level, they outrank the Rangers. Because if I'm getting a team's first-round pick, I, I want the greatest chance that, that pick's going to be high. And I think the Rangers with their young core and the veteran pieces they have, like Artemi Panarin um, I th- and, and Adam Fox being maybe the best defenseman in the world right now, I think the Rangers are destined for either the playoffs or close to it at least. I don't see them being a team that could bottom out. I think that could happen in Anaheim, even with Eichel. I think that could happen. They were the third worst team in the league last year. And with Jack Eichel, I think that could there it's possible that could be a top five pick again. And if I'm the Sabres, I'm thinking about that. If I'm getting someone's first round pick, I want it to be as high as possible. And I think Anaheim outranks all these other teams. No, that that's an excellent point as well. I mean, you could end up very easily with a top five pick there if you end up dealing him to Anaheim and there's a, a first rounder included in the package there. A word for bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but get the NBA, college hoops, the NHL, all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. For these Saber games, you could bet on the exact amount of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So if you think the Sabres are going to win by exactly two, you can find odds for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked on. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports. It's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. If you have not tried a Built Bar yet, I strongly encourage you to do so as somebody that did not eat protein bars because of the taste. And as somebody, am I a candy snob? Am I an aficionado? I don't know. I eat a lot, not as much anymore. Growing up, a lot of candy bars. And I'm telling you, Built Bar is a candy bar. It's not. It tastes like one, though. You have 18 amazing flavors to pick from, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, 
carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. If you go for the the coconut almond puff flavor, that is my favorite. And I'm not even a coconut guy, but it's like eating a mallow cup. That's how good it is. Built Bars are also great for the healthy, conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. For example, the peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. One more point that I wanted to make on uh, just sure. the whole Jack Eichel thing, and you know, it's a, it's a point that I brought up a couple of times on my show, but I, I've mentioned this a few times. Uh, Mika's a Benajet, so he's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this upcoming season. And it's another one of the reasons why I'm a little lukewarm, a little bit hesitant on Jack Eichel. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jack Eichel's a fantastic player, but there are a couple of things that make me a little bit nervous about him. And the way I see it, you know, Mika's a Benajet. Yes, he is older than Jack Eichel, but it's only about three and a half years. It's, it's not as much of an age difference as people make it out to be. Um, and, you know, you can re-sign Mika's a Benajet and not have to trade for Jack Eichel and not have to give up a first-round pick and Ke'Andre Miller and Capo Caco and Braden Schneider and whoever else that the Sabres want to ask for. And, and they have every right to ask for, you know, a, a big return package with whoever they deal with uh, because Jack Eichel is a great player. But, I mean, to me, you know, your alternative is right there. He's been on the team for several years. He was in the mix to be the next captain. We'll, we'll see how that whole saga ends up shaking out. But I don't know, man. I mean, I, with Mika Zibanejad mm. there, and you don't have to give up anything, and there's no neck injury or anything like that, I, I think it's an alternative that the Rangers should at least consider. Um, it sounds like they are starting to talk to him a little bit. I don't know how much traction it's gaining or, or what Mika's demands are, but I think if I'm the Rangers, I, I at least got to think about that. Maybe we just hang on to our own guy rather than give up a whole bunch to, to bring in Jack Eichel. I, I think it's fair. I think that ultimately will be what happens. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, just because there's there's more teams in it than the Rangers right now. If it was Rangers versus the field, I'd take the field, no no doubt. Which means I think they have to think seriously about re-signing Zibanejad. I think you will have to do that uh, if Eichel is not traded there. And I think that's, you know what, like, it's it's a fair point. Like, I do think Eichel's a better player, and he does have three and a half years uh, on Zibanejad. But... He Zibanejad, man, he's one of those. How many times that happened where a guy after six, seven years in the league just explodes like that? Like the only other example I could think of is Brad Marchand. So, yeah, he's done that and he's done it for three years in a row now. So it's not a fluke. Um, I think also what hurts the Rangers there is if you were getting a player like Jack Eichel, you would want to be using Zibanejad as a, a chip going back the other way. But what's always tough about that, whenever he's mentioned for the Sabres, is it's like the Sabres just have no use for him. That that's not that is no indictment on the player. The player. No, is, I, I is know where you're going player. with this. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. He's he doesn't really fit the age. The Sabres are going into a rebuild. You want a guy that's 28 years old and got one year left on his contract because you really think because of Benichad is going to resign in Buffalo right now? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> to be frank, that you can't you can't count on anybody to do that right now. So. The, the the only thing that he would be is he would be a pathway to another first round pick as a rental, but because like, that would happen, right? If the Sabres yeah. did get Zibanejad in a Ranger trade for Eichel, I well, mean, I, they'd, they'd spin him at the deadline for a first because he's definitely not resigning here. Oh, absolutely. I, I, and I've heard uh, Ryan Strom's name come up as well. And I think Ryan Strom for a contending team can be a useful player. Uh, he'll be an unrestricted free agent after this next season as well. I think he can help a contending team as maybe like a second or third line center. But 
with Strom or Mika, either one of them going to Buffalo, it just doesn't make any sense because right. uh, the Sabers aren't like in a one-year window to win the Stanley Cup here. So I think if they <laughs> were, I think if they were to acquire one of those players, uh, they would either look to immediately trade them or let them play, you know, part of the season in Buffalo. And then when we're getting toward the trade deadline, you move them and, and you get a, a, a draft pick right. in, in exchange for it. With Mika, I think it would be a first rounder. With Strom, I mean, maybe you're looking at like a second or third rounder. But yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah, it would be so, more just to alleviate some cap space for the Rangers and then the Sabres can have a trading chip for, for down the road there. So let, let me ask you, because like outside the, the Sabre fans, we, we, we've heard about and we've talked about like the guys up top, Lafreniere, Kako, Keandre Miller, um, really like the, 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 the top young players in the Rangers organization. But like, what about the guys like a step below that? Like I heard you mention the name Schneider a couple of minutes ago. Like what do they have to offer that's outside of those 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 big three? So, yeah, I mean, with Schneider, I mean, he's yet to make his NHL debut. He was actually the Rangers' first-round pick this past season, in addition okay. to, obviously, Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, they actually traded up to get him. They had to get right in front of the Devils, because I think the Devils were going to take him. They ended up taking a different defenseman. But uh, John Davidson, who's no longer with the Rangers, he absolutely loved Braden Schneider. Uh, Schneider played for Team Canada in the World Juniors this past uh, you know, tournament. And ran into a little bit of trouble. He actually got suspended for a high hit in the first game. He got suspended for one game, but he came back, was a very effective player. Basically just a big, tough, old-school, uh, nasty defenseman. And like I said, he was very highly coveted by the Rangers. So, and, and something else that's very encouraging about him, I remember going into the draft that year, maybe not necessarily the highest ceiling of players in the draft, but one of the highest floors. Like, there's basically scouts look at this guy and they say there's no way that this guy shouldn't be like a top four defenseman on an NHL team in an absolute worst case scenario. So a very safe player and somebody that, you know, could be a building block for the Rangers or even the Sabres if he's included in a trade package. So, I mean, that's Schneider. Another name that I hear come up every now and then is uh Philip Hedl. Have you, have you heard him come up at all? I I've heard him mentioned. Yes. Yeah. So Hedl, Hedl is about to turn 22, very young. I mean, it feels like he should be older than that because he's got like four seasons with the Rangers. It seems almost impossible that he's still just 21 years old. But, um, you know, exciting young player. His, uh, his flash potential from time to time. He can play the center. He can play the wing. I think he's better suited for the wing. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Yep, you're good. I think he's better suited for the wing. Um, just, you know, that's a position where you can better take advantage of his speed. He's very inconsistent, though. It seems like every season he gets off to, like, this white-hot start, and then he kind of slows down a little bit. So you'd have to deal with some inconsistency. You'd have to deal with some growing pains for Filipino, but I do think that the upside is there. And then, um, you know, another name that I hear come up every so often is Keandre Miller, another former first-round pick by the Rangers, a defenseman. And he was actually a member of the NHL's all-rookie team this past uh you know season that just went by here uh showed a lot of potential he was not even expected to make the team and just had a really strong training camp and they just threw him out there on opening night and he had a rough opening night but after that i mean he was great the the entire rest of the season and uh you know somebody that again i I think could be a a nice piece for the sabers you know if they're looking to go into full-fledged rebuild mode here as it seems like they are i think he'd be a great building block for them as well so I mean, there's definitely some options, and I, I feel like Sabres fans are probably hearing this and rolling their eyes a little bit because you guys want one of the stars. I, you know, I, I get that too. But, uh, yeah, you know, Andre Miller, uh, again, another nice piece there for, for you guys if, uh, if he was to be included in the trade package. I just uh, locked on NHL today. Me and Mike Stefano, we did a, like, a, like, a, like a super metropolitan draft where we just went back and forth building super teams from the Metro players, uh, and I picked Miller as my third-pair left-shot defenseman. There you go. Uh, so I, I like the player. He's only played one year, but I mean, there's a lot of potential there. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I, and I think you could see him add some offense to his game, too, because he's done that, you know, at other stops in his uh, hockey career. And, you know, I think uh, when you first get into the NHL as a defense and you're probably looking to hang back a little bit and make sure you don't make any mistakes, that kind of thing. But uh, he's got that potential as well. He's got a really nice shot and a good passer as well. So, uh, yeah, good player. And, um, you know, Joe, I, I figure we can we can pretty much like end with that kind of wrap up here. But I will yep. ask you this, man, o- opening night. What jersey is Jack Eichel wearing, man? Because I, I can't even venture I, a guess, so I'll, I'll put it to you. My guess is he's wearing a suit. Okay. Gotcha, <laughs> he, gotcha. He's yep. introduced to the fans uh, like on the bench on opening night. Um, I'm leaning towards he is not traded. I think the Sabres are being – so, like, there's two parts of this. One is I think you could argue they just want it to be over with. Yeah. But – this season's going to be bad anyway, right? Like, I, I like you, I hear a lot of, well, you don't want him to be a distraction. I think they could use a distraction. They're going to be awful again. Like, <laughs> you, you want the, you want what? You don't want him distracting you from the fact that you're going to lose probably like six of every seven games this year. Um, yeah, that part of it I've never understood. And then, I what I've heard it repeatedly is, especially ownership. Terry and Kim Pagula, they do not want another Ryan O'Reilly trade. Like they got burned by that. They got embarrassed by that. And they do not want that to happen again. And I think that type of mindset would be the type of mindset you need to drag this out. And I really, truly do not believe they will trade Jack Eichel until someone gives them exactly what they are looking for. And if that, I think they're trying to, to, they're trying to make everyone know that we have five years on this contract and that can cause, I think a lot of other GMs and those around the league to roll their eyes. Like, okay, yeah, five years, but he wants out. So it's not like you, you have to move them. And the Sabres, I think just what they have to do is they have to convince everybody that no, we don't like, he's got five years left. And if we don't get what we want, guess what? He's going to be on the Buffalo Sabres. And yes, we have this no movement clause coming next year, but if he truly wants out that badly, then he's going to waive it. So I think they're going to be as stubborn as they possibly can be on their asking price. Um, At the same time, I would not be stunned if they moved him before the season. Um, But my guess would be that he is on the Buffalo Sabres, but not in uniform because I don't think then it does not sound like the surgery is getting resolved anytime soon. All right. There's John chick from locked on Rangers. Thanks everybody for listening throughout this conversation. And it was a good time to do it. There's a billboard up downtown that the Rangers want Eichel. Um, so it felt like a good time to do it. And hopefully we can put this to bed. I'm sick of talking about the Rangers getting Eichel. This has been the locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Thanks for listening. Hey, prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.